everybody. This is Nick and Victor, Victor and Nick for Megachine. What's going on? Yes, um, such a day. I'm pooped and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Listen, I thought it was Wednesday to be honest. Well, we've been doing stuff all weekend. So we've been on shows, we've been talking, so we've been busy. Busy yes, hoes out here. You know, it's Megachine yeah. coming back at you. The Queer and Geeky Podcast from a Black Gay Perspective. Mm-hmm. So, Victor, what you been up to? Well, um, work front, we've been, you know, we're about to let students know they are about to be, you know, members of a new university. So that's been interesting. And then I got to spend the weekend. I watched um, a movie called Love, Simon, which if y'all are looking at our website, we have a review of that. So check it out. Um, but um, had a very interesting conversation because you know the gays were fighting about this movie. Have you seen that on Twitter? They have. There was folks going back and forth. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, um, I haven't seen it. I ha- kind of don't have an interest to see it, but mm-hmm. I kind of do just to get an overall opinion about mm-hmm. it. But people are like, oh, if you didn't like it, then you not down with us. I'm like, it is. Just the movie, y'all. Please calm down. <laughs> I know. I've been seeing, like, people are literally going at it and, and, like, not tweeting at each other, but tweeting at each other about it. Um, I used, I made a joke about it. I was like, you know, it, I used that scene in Kill Bill of Vanetta Green and Beatrix with the, <laughs> with the, with they were fighting the knives with each other. So this is how the gays are fighting over this movie. I saw the movie, and, you know, it's cute for what it is, um, but there's some, I just had some issues with how they treated the, the characters of color, especially the queer character of color, because he is femme and, you know, very out and open. But, yeah, I felt like he just did all the heavy lifting um, and no thanks for it, you know? So I was like, mm, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of like, always have like, here's a coming out story of me, poor little white boy. I'm like, how about we have a story about the femme character? You know, like, what is that about? Like, how can, you know, what is it being femme in a place where people still judge you? That would be a story to watch, but, uh-huh. you know, if that, if I have to make it, I'll have to make it, but. All right, you better, you better tell that tale. I was like, so I, if it's, a, that's what someone was saying. It's like, well, it wasn't about Ethan. I was like, well, guess what? We have to, I guess we just have to make something about that. Um, and, you know, I'm already hyped about how Black Panther has already set the trend of, like, you thought this wasn't going to make money, but look. So I feel like this is the time now. If you want to make something, you know, produce something, do something that's talking about black folks, queer folks, all that, this is the time because everybody's Idiot. looking for something. Did you see how these headlines were saying, oh, Tomb Raider, is Tomb Raider going to beat out Black Panther? Oh, is Ready Player One going to beat out Black Panther? I'm like, girl. Y'all need to quit. I mean, I admire that optimism (laughs) as much as the next girl, but let's be honest. Tomb Raider, ain't nobody was really checking for the story of Lara Croft, to be honest. It really wasn't. And I'm going to need all those dude bros to stop getting off her tits. Yeah, I saw like, that. I was like, like, oh, really, it, went, it needed to be bigger, or I'm like, <laughs> really, y'all? Is that's the hill y'all gonna die on? Yeah, I saw that. Now, I now I had some friends who saw. They said it wasn't bad. You know, they enjoy, they said it was like a, one of those popcorn movies. They said it could have been on Netflix. I was like, I probably could have been on Netflix, um, but um, they didn't say it was bad. But I I just was stunned by how people were really talking about her body, and I was like. Okay. I was like, okay, I didn't know we was going to 
be stuck on that. But also, I, as you mentioned, the articles, like how the articles were just, everything was really focused on Black Panther. Like, we're like, Red or Play, where was that? Ready Player One, would that be the new Black Panther? Would that be the white boys, white Panther? Like, whatever it was. Yeah, I was like, like, what the fuck does that even mean? Or now they're talking about, like, how Black Panther is Hollywood's worst nightmare. Like, I, that was recently today. And I was like, uh-huh. what? So I get y'all trying to get the clicks, but y'all need to think about your integrity at the same time. Like, how much you going to do? Like, you know, I, you know, even hoes have integrity. So come on, y'all got to do better than this. You just got to do better than this. <laughs> Woo-wee. But, you know... We'll see how Ready Player One does. And I, 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 do I want to see it? I've been asking myself that. Like, do I want to see it though? I know the. Uh, is it just my Kingdom? Partner, he wants to see it, and I'm like. Is it like? <sighs> is it just Kingdom Hearts? It's like everything about geek culture is in it. Like I saw the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. I saw Freddy Krueger. I saw Tracer from Overwatch. I saw uh, Chucky. I'm like, what is going on? It's it's like everybody threw Endora. Every idea, yeah, <laughs> every every idea in the past twenty years into this movie, and said, okay, go. Now I know it's based on a book by yeah. Steven. I forgot. Was it Steven Spielberg? No. I don't know. No, I think he's just doing the movie. But I, no, I've seen the book. The book's all over the place. Uh, yeah. But did we just have pixels that kind of did something <laughs> that did something similar to this? By like, uh, what's his name? Adam Sandler was in that. Mm-hmm. The original author of Ready Player One was Ernest Klein. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I guess I might see. You know, yeah. So if, if I get a free pass, I'll I'll probably use that free pass for that. I'll make the boyfriend pay for it. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I pay for Black Panther. <laughs> Damn it! Hold on, I pay for Black Panther and I pay for dinner. Oh, somebody's balling. But, <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, Black Panther is Black Panther. That's new standard. That's where you need to get to. And I feel like Infinity War is gonna get. It's gonna be also in that same bracket. So you know, just get ready. But you know, since we're already talking about it like that, we need to just, just get on into Aunt May's tea because um, that trailer dropped, and um, I was in my feelings for a little bit after seeing it because I saw my I saw my husband fighting my um uh, my affair, and I don't know how I feel about that. So basically, <laughs> you were saying I'll be the other woman, or is is that what we we thought? You know, I'm not gonna claim that. I'm not gonna claim that because I'm not gonna <laughs> do cap like that. I, it, I'm not gonna do cap like that. Even though I don't know why I have an attraction to Thanos, I've been trying to figure out what is it about him that I'm like, you know, I might drop a little bit. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, we won't have to. Um, we need to have. I probably need to go to therapy on that, but. Yeah, we're gonna have to look into that. Uh, but that trailer was, was was good. Again, not too much, but enough. I liked what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do a prediction that at least four characters are going to die. They're not going to make it out of this. Yes. 
I can see some dying. I know everybody's... I feel like they're playing us, though. Because they played us on... Um, on um, What you call it? The, the the second Avengers movie. They played us. Because we was thinking a lot of stuff. And then it turned out it was something else. So... On Age of Ultron. Yeah. So, I... I don't want to believe Cap may go. But this is... I think he was only contracted for a certain amount of movies. And so that he could... This could be it. Um... Hawkeye could be out. Black Widow could be out. Tony may be out. I think Tony's going to be out. They better get like uh, Kenny Loggins and this is it. Right, Make no mistake. Oh. I do think Tony's going to be out because I think this is how Tony redeems himself. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he we left Tony with the last time in Civil War, you know, he was, a, he was on the opposite end of things and he knew he was mm-hmm. wrong. So I think this might be where he may have to, you know, get back in track but you know i feel like you know what this phase is gonna this is the ending of that and it's gonna bring in the new stuff um but we have to remember that the affinity stones are super powerful so it can create a new universe so again if y'all have read um infinity gauntlet it gives you an idea of what we about to deal with um yeah i'm ready for thanos to fuck shit up and I really, I'm interested to see his, um, oh, what are they called? The Black Order? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I'm interested to see how they handle some of the Avengers. Because I mm-hmm. saw, oh, um, the one that had um, Doctor Strange hemmed up. Yeah. Because he is fluent or his skills and powers are with manipulation. Manipulation in, he's basically a counter to mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Yeah. So it seems like the Dark, the Black Order will be the counters to all of the other Avengers. So yeah. Thanos might not even have to do shit. Maybe come here, fuck, fuck a bitch up, and then leave. See, and you know what? The Black Order is the, is the horseman we deserved from Apocalypse. All right, tell it. They are what we deserve because first of all, when they were revealed in Comic Con, I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, I was like, oh no, I was like, if they come in, that's what I was saying. I was like, well, damn, how much? Who else, who's gonna make it? Yeah. Because I was looking at all their powers, and I was like, okay, you have was it four of them? Yeah, you have Corvus, Gavy, um, one of the generals. You have Proxima Midnight. She is not a. Her headdress alone is already telling you a lot. Um, which is funny because she took on the Black Panther and Shuri in the comics. And then we have Ebony Ma, who he is. I think that's the one, I think, is the that, one. Uh, yeah, that had um, Doctor uh, Strange. Yeah. They just look dangerous. I'm really into Maxima, because I'm, I'm aware of her name is, because she proxima on me. Possible midnight because how she is looking like she I gotta find more pictures of her because she is coming for everything and she's like one of his super warriors. She looks okay. I see. Oh, these are dangerous pictures. They gonna be a mess. They, see, yeah, um, I don't think they are ready. Mm-mm. And like it's so cool to see this type. Of storyline on the big screen. Yeah. 
No, you just have so many characters. You have this deep of a plot. Yeah. And you know somebody's not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be something else. But yeah, I, I did like the way, you know, I like the little banter between Peter and Doctor Strange. I like that scene where you see Peter going through all the wreckage. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And I'm scared for Wakanda. And then, you know, seeing Cap scream out. And I was like, don't hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, then I was just looking at him like, bitch, are you trying me? Like, he just said that look like, are you trying something? What are you trying to do? Um, it is gonna be a mess. And then how he grabbed um Thor, I'm just like, okay, Thanos, you just like you're not playing. You are uh, the top. You are basically <laughs> this, this is a full Dom top coming up in this game. I'm gonna put that on Twitter. Thanos is a Dom top because he is not playing. Just coming up there grinning because he know he about to tear stuff up. Even with two gems, he's like this and that but I am fascinated about him and Gamora because Gamora is his adopted daughter and yeah. she's supposed to be trained to be in the black because the black order is his adopted kids or something like that so I'm just like I bet there's a story there because remember if you remember in, Gal in Guardians of the Galaxy Nubia was always pissed because she wasn't like you know looked at as favorably as um, Gamora was so I feel like we may see her might try to double trip and get back in and be a part of that dark order I think she's going to die though and I think Loki's going to die because Loki was seen with them in the trailer and I think he's going to try to do something and you saw Proxima, Proxima Midnight had that thing next to his neck so I'm just like uh -huh. yeah I think Loki needs Loki needs to die because he's been sh uh, shifty He's been a regular old Shifty McCoy from the beginning. I know, playing everybody's side. I think they. I think he may play a good side at the end, and then Thanos gonna be like, "All right, well, bloop." You're <laughs> just like, we right. don't need you no more. Bye. So I don't know. I'm just. I'm just ready to see how ruthless it's gonna be. Cause I feel like he don't give a crap. Like he's gonna be like, "I have no f's to give. I'm trying to take over all these planets. You in the way. I don't know." But then I'm curious to see how. I'm just curious to see how they're going to fight. I, I'm just ready to see how they're going right. to fight these characters. Um, what I heard was we'll see we'll see the Black Order really fight some of the Avengers, and, and um, especially when it comes to like the Scarlet Witch is going to be fighting some of them. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be cute because... Oh, yes. Because her powers, I love her powers, and you know how she gets when she gets lit up, so... That's right. going to be something to watch. I'm like, I'm just ready. Just ready. I'm just ready to go. And I love the fact that we'll all get to see this as a group at Universal Fan Concert. That's going to be lit. That's going to be a mess. Listen, oh my God, I cannot wait to see it with everybody at Universal Fan Con. I know, just screaming and talking through it. Because, you know, we go, like we go, it's going to be a good, because, you know, some theaters you go to, people are talking, but this is going to be different. It's going to be like a bunch of Brenda's from... Right. <laughs> <laughs> from Scary Movie. And that, that's going to be okay, though, because it's going to be like, this is all of us. We're going to be feeling it, mad, crying maybe, because so we'll have to have counseling afterwards, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I already have a feeling we'll be doing the, the floor to damn, damn, damn at the end. I just have this feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, I'm just saying, give me death, give me destruction, because it's already going to be rated R anyway. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah. can go ahead and put that, uh, that Captain Dick's. 
uh, Captain America's dick because okay. you know <laughs> well, he, yeah, it, a person wants to see it. Yeah, well, he yeah he come out he can come out of somewhere just you know naked and that's fine. I mean, we could always mm-hmm. Google pictures of Chris. There's only a few, but I'm just saying him or Bucky or yeah, Bucky because mm, Bucky's not bad either. Bucky's not bad. No, he's not. Get a hold of that hair. Yeah, because Bucky seems like he has some things to work out. So think about it. He's been it's been a while for him. I don't think he's even had any. Well, anyway, no, we just going to right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. This <laughs> <laughs> it's R rated. Um. So well. So. Really quick, um, so if y'all haven't been seeing this, we've been seeing more pictures of Captain Amer- uh, Captain Marvel. More of those pictures came out today. Um, well, she's looking really good. You know, she's in her Kree outfit, which is before everything else. But remember, this movie's taking place in the 90s, so that's why we're seeing that. But along with that news, um, DeWanda Page Wise. Um, well... She had to drop out of that role of who we believe is Mike Rambo. She had to drop out because she has scheduling conflicts with um, the second season of She's Gotta Have It. But they've already replaced her just like that, really quick. <laughs> they didn't take no time at all. I think they already had that one in the pocket. Yeah, she probably was like the the next one if she didn't work out. Yeah. But I'm glad they but, got this actress, though. But the Wanda, like, girl... You left a Marvel movie, which is a cash cow, mm, yeah. for a Netflix original. Well, I mean, she is the star of the show, but I wish they could have worked something out. Like I think we talked about with another with um, um with Nerds of Some Prey. Of ours. Yeah, we've already, we talked with them about the fact that you know they could have been like how Atlanta did it, like we take a hiatus so you can do what you got to do, and then bring you back. But then again, uh, what's his name has more of he has more of a say of the show. That's kind of his show. Spike Lee. No, 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 no. Um, Donald, Donald. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, Donald Glover. Yeah, he has more of a say, cause that's his stuff. <laughs> so he can say right. we can go on highest, cause this is mine. Um, but I wish they would have been like, you know what? Take the time to do this, because we know, cause especially after Black Panther, we should have been like, okay, you about to do your thing. You could be a big name. You may have your own spinoff somewhere. So, uh-huh. so they probably, but this new I forgot her name the new the new woman in the row. God was talking to her that day, so she's about to if she's if she's gonna be Monica Rambeau, um, then that's a good thing for her. Right, uh, Lashana Lynch. Yeah, uh, was uh, is going to replace Dewanda Wise, and I'm like, well, scared money don't make money. <laughs> <laughs> that's true and that's I mean you know I'm, like, I want I want the best but uh, the Wanda will be okay and you know who knows but the, and, and I'm glad that they they were uh, both actresses were dark skinned yes beautiful dark skinned like, women exactly um, but the Wanda ain't through because she said that she would love to play Storm and I was yeah. like, well, you know what? You do have a you have a look. I've been looking at her pictures as of late, you know, just to be like, let me get a look at you, because I take Storm way too seriously, and you know, we always have what we have. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I would I 
you know, I'll keep looking because I'm again, I like to see a list, you know, before I can say, yeah, go ahead and go for it. I mean, you can apply, but let's see what else we have out there. Because I'm thinking of um, what's her name from American Gods can get in that role. She can get in there if she wants to. Yeah, um, the the actress who is in Seven Seconds, so, uh, that's a, a Netflix show. She can get in that too. Um, there's a lot of people who can get in there. There was a in that, but you know Marvel, Marvel may, may be like you know what we may get, go and get an African actress, especially after Black Panther. I feel like we can just go get an African actress if we really really right. need to. Um, which um, let's just let somebody know that um, if this is the case, that she may as well just put that nasty wig up because she is not coming back. Um, what's her name, Miss Ship? Uh, Alexandra? Yes. So, let's talk about her real quick, because she pulled some stunts this weekend. I don't know what was wrong with her. I think she's just feeling the, the heat, but she was talking about how you can't tell her that she can't play a woman of color. And that's not what we're telling her. We're telling her she cannot play a full black Kenyan. Well, let me rephrase that. A full... Dark-skinned. Dark-skinned woman. You can't yeah. do that. Because Storm, technically, her father is American and her mother is Kenyan. So, yes. But you look at Storm's parents and you look at yourself and you try to, you, I mean, this is not a, you know, Sandra Huxtable situation where you just show up like, where you come from? You can't do that. You can't do that. And you should not expect them to call you back to play Storm. So. Mm. Yeah, it was like the. People were telling her, like, it wasn't the fact that you couldn't play a, a, a black actress. That wasn't the issue. The yeah. issue was that certain character roles have to be played by a dark-skinned person. Yeah. It makes sense to their storyline. So, like, I always go back to the origin story of Magneto. Mm-hmm. You can't... Or... Like you can't tell the story of Magneto from a different religion. Mm-hmm. You know, his story is because he was Jewish and because he was in concentration camps and because he was persecuted. That's mm-hmm. the reason why he is how he is. Yeah. You can't tell a story of a, a Latinx person with a white person, <laughs> which Hollywood probably has tried. Mm-hmm. But it's not authentic. It's not, and why? And why do that? Why do that to ourselves? You know. So, you know, no, no shade to you, Miss Ship. I'm sure you will get roles, but this is where you need to step back and realize the reality. And if you have not realized the Black Panther power that's have been happening, you should be like, oh, let me just put this wig up because they're not calling me. They will not call you. They will not do that to themselves. Not the way. Not after this. So, you know, like I said, you come back as one of the Imperial Guard. You can come back as one of the students at Xavier's. <laughs> you can come back as somebody's girlfriend, but you, you're you not coming back as Aurora. No, you're not. You know who she would be good as? She could be a, a good Callisto. <laughs> and get beat up. Well, karma <laughs> works like that. I'm mad because she's sick. <laughs> I don't know who she can be, but she just can't be Storm. And that's just, 
that's just the truth. I don't know why she can't figure that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet she's mad at Amanda for making for doing that. I bet she's mad at her because she like, God damn it. <laughs> you ruined my argument because she said I will not be playing anybody. I, I, look at me. Do I look like I've been in a non-colonized? Oh, Lord. Yeah, let's, <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> but anyway, um, DeWanda wants to play Storm. And I would love to see the list of people who want to play Storm. So I'm excited. But, you know, I wish Marvel hurry up and kind of get this together so we can kind of move forward. Because after hearing about the fact they're trying to do more of these X movies... Well, once that deal goes through. <laughs> They're going to be like, thank you for playing. <laughs> Go right. Well, thank you. We'll take your ideas in consideration, but we're going to, you know. <laughs> right. Your application has been uh, submitted. <laughs> thank you. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. You're still at the applied stage. but. <laughs> right. Oh, Lord, what else do we have in this madness of a week? Well, move up and uh, more along the lines of comic book news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ava DuVernay is set to direct <sighs> oh, uh, DC New Gods. Wait. Listen, um, this. I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Mm hmm. Talk about now, it. Now, if, if anybody doesn't know about the New Gods, Victor, can you tell us a little about? what the new gods overall is so the new gods uh they they're interesting because they're kind of like these really celestial beings uh you could say in the in the dc universe almost similar to how we have the celestials um in the marvel universe um the new gods are kind of you know very powerful they have their own views of government, not government, but how they view things differently um, and how they do their own, they have their own laws, how they see things, how they do things. Um, they are a very powerful race of people um, and they don't play. They really don't play. I mean, they have like, you know, people like Orion and Highfather and Metron. Metron is, you could probably see him, I think, on Legends of Tomorrow or something like that. Um, but yeah, you have these super race of people. They're like the next step above like the Inhumans and all that. But they kind of have kind of a neat um, way of viewing things. So they don't really have like, they look at, they do have order, but not as deep as humans, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> Dark side is a part of them. Um, he's... Yeah, wasn't there some kind of like a trade-off, like Dark Side's? son um, lived with the new gods and High Father and then High Father's son went to live with Dark Side. Is, yeah. Am I it's, remembering yeah, that right? It's something like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I need to go back and refresh my thing of the new gods because it's been a while since I've really been into them. But you know, now it's just more of like this is like a kind of a high race, like not a high race, but kind of a a superior race, and they are looked at as gods, but they just kind of the next step up. So think of how we look at Thor, how they're considered gods, but yet they're just yeah, almost like Mount Olympus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's so much to them that they have a lot of great history with it. Um, so as I said before, we have we have um, High Father Orion. We also have Mister Miracle as a part of that. 
and one of my favorites, Big Barda. I think everybody I've seen online wants Gina Torres to be to be uh, Big Barda. That's all I can. Well, they, I've seen that, but I've also seen that woman. I forget her name. I'm from Game of Thrones because she's also super tall. Uh, I've been seeing her as a part of is that too. But I can. But ever since people start saying Gina Torres, I can't see nobody else but her. I can't see nobody else. You know. Now, who would play? Because I know uh, was it Granny, Big Granny, or Oh, Granny Goodness. Yeah, Granny Goodness uh, has a role in it. I don't. I saw somebody wanted to uh, Kathy Bates as Granny Goodness. That's a good. That would be interesting. That would, because Kathy Bates can give you some good roles. So, yeah. And I can see her as Granny Goodness, though. That would, oh, they need to think about that. That is Granny Goodness. Because you think about it, you, yeah. remember, you remember what that, that animated movie with um, Supergirl and they had to go to Apocalypse and how she was, and Granny Goodness was acting when Wonder Woman and Big Barda had to fight the Furies. I was like, okay. And then when I think of that, I can really see Kathy Bates just mm-hmm. giving us. Full granny. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm interested to see where where this goes. I w- this should be the start of DC's world building if they if they're smart about it. Mm-hmm. Let this be the the center of where they start branching out stories and everything goes along and makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, you know, DC's gone DC. But, but no, I, I really do believe. I really like, believe that they've had a conference or a retreat. They got, they got together. They realized, like, look, we've been taking too many L's. We need to start taking risks. And I feel like by hiring Ava, a, a black woman, to be the first black woman to helm a movie, um, a superhero movie, is historic. And to give her something like that is great. Um, personally, I wish they would have said, you know what, why don't you do the second um, Justice League? That would have been great. But who knows? You know, if she does, well, they might be like, okay, well, you're doing this. Why don't you just do something else with this? Um, like you, I am a little worried because I'm concerned about who the writers are. Um, and I hope that she's able to really help them see what needs to be done. I think her vision will be great. And I think they're doing this because they realize they've been taking too many L's. So uh-huh. I really think they're ready for it. I really think they know what they need to do. I I, I want to stand behind that. I want. I really want to. I really want to. I'm scared though. Same. <laughs> well, um, in some video game news, mm-hmm. Soul Calibur introduced a brand new character that's coming uh, to be playable. Uh, Geralt, uh, the Witcher from the Witcher series, uh, he's going to be a playable character. Now, I know you're not a gamer, Victor. Mm-hmm. Think of Geralt as a silver daddy. Okay. Like a muscle-bound silver daddy. Okay, I've seen that from the Witcher. That, that yeah. Guy, yeah. He has long hair. Yeah, because I've seen all types of pictures of him. Yeah, did you see the picture of him when he was bathing and he had yeah. his legs up? Yeah. That's... Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so he's set to be a playable character in Soul Calibur Six whenever that comes out. In addition to him, uh, a few weeks ago they announced that Ivy, my girl, 
hmm. is going to be kind of retur- making a return to the battlegrounds. So whenever Soul Gallibur comes out, I am there A1, day one. I'm getting it that night. I'm taking off work, and you all can come get these hands. <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing people talk about it. I've heard a lot of my students have been talking about it. So I, you know, I... You know, I, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I really need to try to, this video game stuff, so maybe I might try a Universal Fan Con. But, uh, I mean, why not? I don't know. I, it's just so much hand-eye coordination, and uh, we'll see. Let's see. I know they're going to have DDR, Dance Dance Revolution, at uh, Universal Fan Con, so we can try that, too. Oh, Lord. I haven't done that in 25,000 years. <laughs> See, I don't want to do that in front of people because that shows how much you can keep up with the rhythm and stuff. And then I might get mad because I want to add in steps I think is best. That's what I used to do. Because oh, I'd be like, no, you should move like this. What are you What are you doing? I've argued with the machine before. Like, what are you doing? Uh, you just step off. And like, <laughs> what I'm done. <laughs> do we have anything else? I don't know. It's kind of a light week. So I don't think we got too much. Oh, we have Drag Race. Cause that just kind of that just oh, took over the weekend fuck. too. Okay, because gay Twitter has been rioting on these streets. So the All Stars three finale wrapped up last Thursday, mm-hmm. and much to everybody's surprise, the winner <laughs> was not Shangela. In fact, it was Trixie Mattel. <laughs> now. They added a twist where the return, well, the girls that were eliminated came back again, <laughs> and they decided who was going to be in the top two. Everybody thought, okay, it's going to be Shangela and Trixie. Well, the only person that actually voted for Shangela to be in the top two was Thorgy. Hmm. The top two ended up being Trixie and Kennedy. And they, I don't know why they lip sync to Wrecking Ball of all songs. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we're going to do this. And by default, I mean, granted, Kennedy is a great performer mm-hmm. and she turned it out on that song. But if you're grading on past challenges and everything leading up to that point, then you had no choice but to choose Trixie. Hmm. Now, Trixie is talented, like I said, but to quote Crystal LaBeja, you deserve the best in life, but you didn't deserve that win. Hmm. So, I, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Granted, like I said this before, and I'll keep saying it, everybody's booking fee was increased. They get to travel. They get yeah. to go nationally and internationally to see their fans and whatnot. So it's not really that much of a loss. Trixie yeah. just gets a little bit more money in a crown yeah. and a promo shot. <laughs> now, I know, I don't know why they did this, but season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race is starting this Thursday. Yeah. And... We're going to be live tweeting again with our friends over at Black Girl Nerds. So you can use the hashtag drag y'all. It starts at 8 o'clock. Time. 
So if you want to join us, come through. All right. Now, yeah, and Shangela, people should not be too hurt about Shangela because apparently she has scored a role in the new Lady Gaga movie, um, Stars Born with Lady Gaga and um, Bradley. Oh, I've got his last name. But, uh, Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Oh, so well, Shangela, Shangela, what I saw today, Shangela's going to be um, kind of the drag mother of Lady Gaga. So, you know, who knows where this movie, how it will go, but the fact that she got a role in a big movie, that's not a bad, that's not a bad Constellation prize. Because, you know, Trixie has a show on Viceland, and that's cute. Uh-huh, with her, her and Katya. Katya you know, Katya's coming back as well, Katya was out, you know, recuperating, um, but she's back. Um, and so that's great. I, I did feel, you know, I felt a little bad for Trixie for a second just because I saw people really, <laughs> that grommet. Fa- <laughs> so there's this cartoon, I guess it's grommet and somebody, and they <laughs> put his... I saw that in... And I was like, okay, y'all. That was, y'all that was rude, but that was funny. It was funny. Though. But I was like, y'all, that's rude. That's rude. Because you think about it, I mean, Trixie did not set... Mm, Trixie did some stuff over this, this season that was messy. Um, like, when she did the... um, They had the, the bitch bachelor, or what, that parody of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. When she did her character as the, the, bitch, the bitchy one, that was spot on. Yeah. Like, that was actually funny. Yeah. But she had bombed so hard in the beginning that towards later in the season when you're trying to pick it up yeah it's already too little too late true true and that's what was happening um and i said this to somebody i said you know trixie is funny but shangela to me is what drag is shangela gives you comedy gives you dresses give you looks give you performance it's the full meal deal you know, and that's what I would come and see. You know, that's, if I had to go out on a Saturday night, I would come to see all those things, not just some of it. Uh-huh. Just that's what I'm coming to see. If I'm going to be tipping you dollars or more, then that's why I'm doing it. It's because I want to see all that. Shangela, you know, Shangela's going to be okay because Shangela is booking college fees too, because doing college tours. Um, and so, you know, Shandler's been doing good because I know Shandler's been to several colleges and the students love it and she loves it. Um, but I just felt like the way they did this season, it just, it just felt cheap because why even go on there if it's going to be, if you're not choosing from all experiences? I think I've used the example of, I look at it as Chopped. You know, in Chopped, you, it, they start from the, from, the, from the appetizer up to dessert. And uh-huh. even if you won dessert and you won the the dish, if you messed up on <laughs> the appetizer, you may have lost. So I feel like that's what they should have done. I don't like this. And hopefully Rue takes that in consideration. Like, oh, that was a good experiment. We won't be doing that again. Because I think that also plays a part if anybody wants to come on the next All-Stars. You know what I mean? Like, unless they really need that exposure. But... If you know, I would be like, I'm not coming on All Stars if this is how it's going to be done. No, because you got to think about the fact is deal with racism, you got to deal with these fans, you got to deal with these unnecessary rules. You can just still be touring and just get your money regardless. Mm-hmm. So exactly. 
But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what this new season will bring to us. And hopefully it, it won't. Well, we'll just have to see. Right. <laughs> Anybody you rooting so, for? The black ones. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. That's how I always do it. I've been that way since 1981. And the, and the, ten, the Tennessee Queens, because they're oh, closer okay. to Kentucky. Yeah. It's good to have the Southern Queen. Because I feel like Southern drag is... Is drag is how drag should be. That's just my personal opinion. Right. But we have anything else? No, I said we can put these trade tables away and get into our king size this year. Let's go for it. All right. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. And we are back with Megashane. So, as always, thank you for so much for listening and enjoying this episode so as you all know March Madness is going on and if you're into basketball college basketball that you know your favorite team is either in or out of the NCAA tournament which (laughs) mine was not even in there so there's no point in watching I don't know who that is (laughs) Uh, okay girl (laughs) Uh, so we thought it would be fun to do a little bracket of our favorite divas and see which one would be would reign over all of them. So we'll tell you who we have here in just a second. So these are the entries into our 16-team uh, single elimination mm-hmm. brackets. We have Martha Wash, Diana Ross, Tony Braxton, Janet Jackson, Beyonce, Deborah Cox, Fantasia, Shaka Khan, Linda Clifford, Aretha Franklin, Randy Crawford, Patti LaBelle, Natalie Cole, Whitney Houston, and Jasmine Sullivan. So, let's get into it. First battle, and then we're going to grade them uh, for popularity, for talent, record sales, our personal favorites, anything and everything is up for debate in this elimination. So the first two off is Martha Wash and Diana Ross. Victor, who you got winning that? Diana Ross. <laughs> now, why Diana Ross over Martha Wash? Because Diana Ross is the blueprint. If you think about it, she's the blueprint for a lot of glamour and music, the looks, um, black excellence, black glamour in it. So I feel like as as the person who was the architect of many of that, many of those things, I couldn't help but to put her there. Now, voice-wise, it would be Martha, but as I'm looking at overall and impact, Diana. I would actually have to agree with you as much as I stand for Martha, mm-hmm. and you know she is, she could sing Diana Ross off the stage. Yes. I would have to go with Diana Ross because she's just the boss. Yeah. And she has great little songs. Like I, when I think about it, there's more Diana Ross songs that I find myself turning to. Like, you know, 
I think of Mirror Mirror. It's so dramatic, but I love Mirror Mirror. <laughs> I love Mirror Mirror. I love Chain Reaction. I love the voice behind the power. I love just all these little songs that people be like, okay. But at the same time, I'm like, no. Especially Mirror Mirror, because Mirror Mirror is so dramatic and the is, is a very good drag song um, for many people. And Donna Ross gives you drag songs. That's what you should always look at, too, if who can give you some good drag songs. And Donna Ross has too many to choose from. Especially like Eating the Love. Yeah. And um, I Ain't Been Licked Yet. Yeah. I ain't no been like that. No one gets the prize. Um, reach out. Uh, not reach out. Uh, well, you can do reach out or you can do um, surrender. You can do ain't no mountain high enough. That right there, I think most drag queens would do ain't no mountain high. If they could and do it well, they would. Mm-hmm. So the next battle, we're just going to go ahead and go down the line. Tony Braxton and Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Uh, uh, I would have to agree too because Janet Jackson is more iconic Mm -hmm. as far as choreography musicality uh, video music videos Mm -hmm. and she comes from the Jackson family so off top Mm -hmm. this was a no contest for me Yeah, still give you good shows too at, at over 50 I mean, she was turning the party when I saw her in January. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I would, Janet just, she's just a T. I'm mad because I did not see her in this, in this, I'm sure she'll come back one more time, but I was told that they was like, when you thought she couldn't do anything else, she was giving it to you on this stage. Right. Well, you know, she had to slow it down, you know, get catch her breath. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, then, then she picked it back up. Yeah. Want to do the next battle? Yeah, so we got Beyonce and Deborah Cox. I'm going to say Beyonce. Okay, vocally, who would you have? Um, that's it's that's tough. that's a tough one because I can't I can say either or because they give you good stuff, but when I have. If you have a moment, I feel like Deborah Cox is giving you a couple of songs that gives you some moments. Um, like, uh, I think of Same Script, Different Past with um, Whitney. Mm-hmm. And that gave you, again, another good drag song to do. Um, but also, it gave you some It gave you some stuff. Deborah gave you some voice. Um, and that One Wish album, was it One Wish? Um, Where she had nobody supposed to be there on it? Yeah, yep. gave you stuff in that. So, you know... And her uh, The Morning After album was very underrated. I hmm. think, because uh, absolutely not, the Chanel mix was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Lonely, the, another dance mix, Giving It Up. Um, what else? Uh, uh, play Your Part. Mm-hmm. Deborah is very underrated, and she's been on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So... She's doing. I think she was doing um, the the bodyguard. I know she. They were. Yeah. They did it here, at the Pantages. Beyonce overall because of who Beyonce is, but I can flip either side. I can, I can interchange them, for different reasons. Uh, this is tough. 
this is hurting me, but I'm going to say Beyonce too. Yeah. Only because Beyonce is fucking Beyonce. Yeah. And she's she's icon status. Yeah. She's a legend. Nobody can touch her right now. Nope. They try. Not at all. They try. So let's go to the next one. And this was honestly a toss-up for me. Jill Scott versus Fantasia. Fantasia. What? Yes. Jill Scott is boring to me. <gasps> oh, I can see that, though. When I, I understand where you come from. Because uh, when I compare, like Fantasia's first album, the first song already had me. Um, free yourself. Free yourself hat. Yeah, I enjoy free yourself. And maybe because I was going through something at that time, so I was. And, and then, the songs were crazy. Like Baby Mama is still fun. That was my ringtone back then. But I appreciate her voice. Like, I get more out of her voice than I do Jill Scott. Like when I hear. When I hear her sing, I get more out of her voice. Jill Scott gives me. A little gives me some stuff, but not enough to where I'm going to purchase that single or that album. I they both make you feel a certain way in two different ways, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I go for for Jill Scott, for example, her um, "My Love" track. Mm-hmm. When she say "My Love is Deeper," that. If there was something about that and then the music video that went along with it like you're gonna leave me well you know my good loving mm-hmm. but then Fantasia's like her first album hell you have free yourself ain't gonna beg you yeah truth is like and then her other album was like I am going to go with Jill Scott with this one. Ooh. Only because I feel a more attached. I feel more attached to some of her her songs and her lyrics. Mm -hmm. So let's move and let's go forward. So on the other side, we have Shaka Khan and Linda Clifford. Now, for some of you younger girls that don't know who Linda Clifford is, she was, what was it, late 70s, early yeah. 80s? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say disco era for mm-hmm. her. And she had hits like um, Runaway Love, uh what else? Because everything is slipping. <laughs> um, she had rocking chair. Um, she had if my friends could see me. Ain't no love lost. And then one of my personal favorites, um, red light. Oh yes, 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 red light. I I, I remember that from the iconic fame, the iconic scene in Fame when Leroy. Was trying to help his friend audition for dance, but he ended up getting, he ended up getting in school, showing out. 
on that on, at, at the at the audition. So yeah. And she did uh, shoot your best shot. Yeah. Which is a personal favorite of mine. So uh, now I'm new to Linda Clifford because I just here recently started listening to her. But this, for me, is a no contest. Shaka Khan all the way. Yes, because Shaka Khan has given us so much. Now, I'm one of the few who do, who hate... Well, I don't... Let me rephrase that. I'm not a fan of Through the Fire, and I'm not a fan of Ain't Nobody. Those two songs, you can never play. You don't have to play those at all to me. I almost agree with you. I think they are her most overrated song. Yeah. Well, but, not most overrated. I would say most played song. Yeah. And then they can get a little boring, like uh, Aretha Franklin's uh, Respect. Like, yeah. I can go my entire life and not hear that song. True. But if you play through... And she's gotten... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, if you play, like, Through the Rushes or What You Gonna Do For Me or... Um, um, I Know You, I Live You. Yeah. Or Naughty. Like, little... Songs that she did way back with Rufus and them, some of those songs are just kind of cute and just dramatic. And I love cute and dramatic songs. Like songs you, like, she can do <laughs> uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb and it'll be overly dramatic, but I will stand for that song <laughs> at the same time and be trying to sing it in the car. So I feel like that's what I do like about her. I love Linda, though, because Linda has given me some songs. And Runaway Love is a fun song to listen to. It's a fun song to work out to. Um because sometimes you, gotta, you have to have a sound, you have to have workout soundtracks too. And sometimes Runaway Love is good on a treadmill because um, it's long enough. You ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never had no money. And she's the one with the money. Like that. And, right. And, 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 and yeah, look at the video because the video is funny too. Because she's just sitting on a fountain and people just walking by and just watching her perform. Um you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of uh, Marlena Shaw. Yeah, she does. She does. That same... Mm-hmm. Um, Sassy brassiness in this song. Sassy, yeah. That would give you a story. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you, sing a little bit more. Sing, then talk to you some more, sing a little bit more, and then mm-hmm. the, the story wraps up. Yeah. And I remember when I got turned on to Linda Clifford was back when I was living in Georgia and uh, we went out to Savannah to bar one and a drag queen did rocking chair. I was like, who is this? And you know, back at, back in 1998, we didn't have all that Googling and stuff. It, it took me a while to figure out who sung that song. But once I did, I was like, oh, okay. I remember this song now. Um, right. No, actually, I think I did look it up. It wasn't Google back then, but I did look it up. I looked up the name of the song and I found it. Um, but yeah, um, it's Shaka Khan, though. Definitely. Uh, moving on. Now, this is also a, uh, a no-win. Aretha Franklin and Randy Crawford. Now, I love me some Randy Crawford, especially when she was with the Crusaders. Yeah. But Aretha... Uh, Aretha's got this, especially Aretha's older stuff. Yeah. Sparkle, that was a good album. Um, I bet Dionne Warwick is still mad that she did them cuts and wasn't on it. <laughs> Lord Dionne, but Dionne got some good stuff too. Dionne has that classy stuff. Like, it's very classy. 
her older stuff was very even some of her, you know her stuff like in the 80s were very classy like i love heartbreaker you can't tell me nothing about heartbreaker but anyway I struggled she did the, uh, the Valley of the Dolls uh, thing, didn't she? Did she? Oh, no. I did I not know that? Let me look that up. I, I'm pretty sure that Dionne Warwick did that um, thing song. Now, are you a fan of Dionne? Yeah. Are you a fan of Dionne's work from the back in the bar? Uh, what's that? Burt Macaroon? <laughs> in that phase of her work. <laughs> Burt McGrath. Um, I only know a few of uh, Dion's songs, like uh, "Don't Make Me Over." Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, do you know the way to San Jose? Mm-hmm. And she's done uh, whatever. Um, am all those. I haven't listened to enough of Dion. Yeah. Because I know that she did these songs, and then Aretha mm-hmm. did the remix, and you know made them even more popular than yeah. they had already were. Yeah. Also, if you get a chance, you know, if you can pull up Spotify or Pandora, just listen to some Dion, because I think you might enjoy the classic Dion. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very pretty and cute type of not doo-wop, but it was just, it was it, it fit the time. It's very. Like it's very pretty and proper and prim, and I, and that's what I like about it. It's very clean and crisp that way. So you have Aretha winning this battle. I I do, but Randy has a very distinctive voice. You know, I want to go out on a limb and say Randy, because her voice is distinctive, <gasps> and it stands out to a degree. I think Aretha is always a default, but when I think of the fact that you wouldn't, well, you could say you would never have another Aretha. I'm going to take a risk today. Well, you're not, you're and, not going to have another Randy either because, like you said, her voice yeah. is distinctive. Like, once you, the first five seconds, when she starts uh, those first notes, you already know it's yeah. Randy Crawford. And, and if, if you listen to the extended extended version of Street Life, because it's like so many <laughs> versions of it. Oh, my God. How many versions of it is? Yeah. It, it's just I feel it. I just feel, even her little ad-libs at the end of it, I'm feeling it. Cause you think of the streets and you're thinking of all that stuff. So I'm going to, because Aretha always gets that praise, I'm going to give it to Randy this time. I like, uh, Randy did a, a rendition of rainy nights over Georgia. Oh, and her, her first album, uh, secret combination, mm-hmm. when she had, uh, Rio de Janeiro blues. That's, I mean, that's a standard. And I know she did a, a remake of that song with uh, a jazz artist, uh, Joe Sample. Mm-hmm. So, but purely, I'm sorry, Randy. She she knows I love her. <laughs> I'll have to listen to that now. I'll have to listen to some more Randy. Yeah, I need to. I need some more of her music in my life. But now, okay. You were wrong for this. And Natalie Cole. You were wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say Patti LaBelle because I... I cause it I, has to be hard. I, I'm going to say Patti LaBelle only because I still get emotional when I hear certain songs she sings. And I've seen Patti four times. Um, oh, in concert? Yeah. So I'm going to say three times I'm wrong. Three times. So I... 
I'm going to say Patty. No, four. Because I went to, you remember when they had one of her first um, tributes? The first time um, Fantasia gave her, it was Fantasia yeah. and Jennifer. I was there for that because that was in Hollywood. And I got a okay. ticket to that. And I remember sitting there just like, oh, my effing God. So I am going, of course, I'm going to say Patty. Even, but it's tough because Natalie has some good songs like Catching Hell and I Can't Say No. Even her wild version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Lucy in the Sky. <laughs> what are you doing up there? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Natalie had that drug problem. Yeah, too, she was so. going through it and, you know, she, she survived. Thank God. She made it through. Um, and we lost her. Yeah. But she still gave us some good stuff because she had some albums. She was tearing it up in the jazz world, boy. You couldn't tell nobody. Every time, she, yeah. it was like every time she had a concert, it was sold out. I remember I was just looking, you know, just randomly. It said, Natalie Coast coming to L.A. Oop, oh, it's already sold out. I'm like, what? It's like, what? Like, like in two yeah, hours, no, it's sold they out. Have the, um, oh, gosh. And they have that big jazz, jazz festival in mm-hmm. Monterey. Mm-hmm. So I know she was there. And I know my mom barred her her Ask a Woman Who Knows Jazz album. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, she had, um, oh, she had the album with uh, La Costa. Mm-hmm. Not La Costa, La Costa. And she did like a Lat- was yeah, on she, that. She did a Latin album. She was, and I think she won stuff for this. She won like yeah. Grammys. And I was just like, okay, Natalie. I'm going to say Natalie Cole for this one. Okay. That's fair. Because you think about, she was cr- doing different things. Like she knew her lane, but she knew how she can get into other lanes too without doing too, without doing too much, and right. she was a grown woman about it. You know, I was like, she was like, you know, I ain't got to prove nothing. I, I, do you know what? It's like I'm Natalie Cole. I ain't got to prove nothing. I did all that in my twenties, but I'm a grown woman right now. I mm-hmm. and plus I remember I, you know, in the club she had Living for Love, and that remix, and that right there was just that they used to bring all the queens out to the floor kicking and falling and jumping and death dropping and <laughs> and she had a movie about her life too so yeah so, so let's see, see. the next one is the, Whitney Houston and Jasmine Sullivan um that's that's not even a contest it isn't and Jasmine can sing her ass off but old school like Whitney yeah, this I don't even think we need to even go any further. No, I mean even with the just just the bodyguard soundtrack, that was my basically that's how we knew everybody was gay in college, because that was my first year in college when that album came out. That's my first year in college, and so when that album came out, you knew who was gay on the floor because if somebody was playing that, that meant because I lived in all boy in Murray State, we had all boy halls. And so in Heart Hall, if you heard that soundtrack, and not and not and you and and if and if somebody skipped over that love time and turned it, whatever that song was, but that one man that nobody knew on that soundtrack, they always skipped that part. I felt sorry for that man. I'm like nobody listened to this song, um, but if you heard that soundtrack, you knew who was gay, and just that alone was enough. So. Right, exactly. Ah, oh, Whitney. So let's get down to it. So we're getting into the nitty gritty now, y'all. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, Diana Ross versus Janet Jackson. Diana Ross still. And I know these are your faves. I'm going to still say Diana Ross though, because again, it wouldn't, it may not have been in Janet Jackson without Diana Ross. Do remember, Diana Ross is who introduced us Damn it, yes, to the Jacksons, true. kind of. Oh. And I'm gonna to have to agree with this. And again, Diana, Diana's the blueprint. She's the blueprint. If, did she even win any Grammys? I just had this conversation with somebody other day. We were mad about what's his name winning the Grammy, but I let's I mean, let's look at up because there's a lot of people who have not won Grammys, and you you will be shocked. Right, like they won American Music Awards, and that's why I, I used to get it confused. Let me see. I want to say she won something. She had to. She's been nominated. She was nominated in uh, 71, 74, 81, and 83. But she has never, she's got a lifetime achievement. Yeah, she got a lifetime achievement, but she's never. She, yeah. From Muscles, Upside Down, Touch Me in the Morning, and Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Well. That is some bullshit. That is. But she got a lifetime achievement, so that's, I'm fine with that. Right. Uh, uh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Diana Ross. Okay. And this this is gonna be a no contest either. Well, also <laughs> Beyonce versus Jill Scott. Uh, is this Beyonce? Oh, you said you have the uh, Fantasia for yours. I'm yes. sorry. Um, still. I still, it's still going to be Beyonce. It could, regardless. Re- regardless of who she is. It could be Jill Scott and Fantasia. Yeah. If we want to keep it a buck. But this, yeah, there's no contest. There is no contest. Nope. Now, this one is hard. Um, I have for mine Shaka Khan and Aretha Franklin. And you have Shaka and Randy. And, okay, in my two, I would say Shaka. I look at it as if I had to go without. I haven't been listening to Randy this long enough, so I almost like. Uh-huh. But then the curiosity is like, well, then what am I really missing? That you know, like I said, well, I might be missing a lot, but I'm gonna still say Shaka though, because if I didn't hear certain songs, I'll probably be like, oh. I'm gonna say Shaka too, because I feel like Shaka as much as I love a lot of Aretha Franklin songs. I like mm-hmm. Shaka's more. Yeah. Hell, who else do we have? E and Whitney. And I have Natalie and Whitney. Um, I'm going to say Patty. Because if you look at Patty's past and all the different things she went through from doo-wop girls to kind of the, you know, kind of the funk girl group at one point and then her and then her career overall even her even her pies I'm gonna I just feel like it, it's, it's gonna be Patty for me and but I, I have Patty. more I have more Patty songs than I did Whitney songs oh I'm gonna say Whitney oh man well right now we in like Final four. 
Yep. So Diana Ross and Beyonce. Diana Ross. <laughs> Without Diana Ross, it would not be. You are still on that. Because it wouldn't be any Beyonce. Beyonce is taking a page from Diana Ross's book. If you you look at Diana Ross's career from when she went on her own, how she was doing things from fashion to TV, from concerts, like Diana Ross will always be known for for her, for that um, Central Park situation. Um, Mm -hmm. The glamour of it all. And how she's able to do that. If Donna, like if Instagram was out when Donna Ross was at Beyonce's age, it would be the same. Cause That's we, true. Cause all that, cause if you go through, I have two big picture books of Donna Ross, and I'm just like, she was giving y'all a lot back then. Y'all could not tell her nothing. The fact that she could take a picture in a wet T-shirt and that became an iconic album cover, Diana. That that was good enough for me when you think about it. Cause who can show up with wet hair and a wet t shirt? <laughs> and that's true. And yeah. give you and give you a classic. I like when you see that album, you know who that is. You don't lie. Um, I'm gonna say Diana Ross too. <laughs> now you have Shaka and Patty. Patty. Really? <laughs> yep. Again, because I don't have, I don't, I have a, an emotional reaction to Patty more than I do with Shaka. And if, again, I have more Patty songs than all of them, no. Patty and Diana will probably be around the same of the songs I have overall in my entire collection. Beyonce may be growing up to that. No, and Janet, no, Janet's probably third. But mm-hmm. just because I think of, again, Patty's journey, I, I will say Patty. Because there was evolution to Patty's career versus Shaka. Yeah. I'm going to say Shaka because I had Shaka and Whitney mm-hmm. and as much as Whitney can blow uh, yeah Shaka do we have the same two in the final the championship I have Diana Ross and Shaka Khan um I, I said Patty but I can go with Shaka okay ah uh, for this one, Diana versus Shaka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, to me, for those two, if we're talking vocally, Shaka Khan. If we're talking musicality, Shaka. But if we're talking pop culture impact, definitely Diana. So, you know, you take the average of that, I, you still, Shaka's coming out on top. I'm going to say Diana, because Diana can do blues and can do jazz. Um, um, well, Shaka can too. Yes. But I think... But I, know, I, I know what you're... But Diana almost walked away with an Oscar for that mess. 
So I'm just like, she was robbed. Yeah, because because she, and that's another thing. That's a talent. She has a great acting talent. When she did, um, that movie where she played a schizophrenic. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, good lord, because she was playing that role for real. Um, Lady Sing the Blues, that she was giving you some. That was some gray acting right there. I was like. Uh, so yeah, I, I have to say Diana because Diana proved that she can do it all. I can see that. I I can see that that choice because she is versed in different um, fields. Mm-hmm. You, as I say, so you know that makes sense. But me and mine is Shaka. <laughs> Well, that was fun. Yeah. I, I do like uh, enjoy talking about music, especially on here, because you get where I'm coming from as far as a genre and yeah. music. So yeah, we we might have to do that again. Or we want to pull it. We might want to put um put this out, you know, to the public and see what they choose. Yes. So, yeah, we'll put like the um the initial sixteen. And let's see what you choose as far as who is who would be your diva of divas with these choices. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. So you'll see what happens. And y'all can tell us what y'all think. And all that. Speaking of Beyonce, she's um they just now posted a a picture of her. She's filming a video. It's coming. So Get ready. Are you going to uh, on the run too? Um, I'm not. If I go, I I mean, I've already. I feel like I've seen. I'm not like a lot of y'all who will go see her every time. I will go and see her when she is doing something on her own. And I already saw the other. I already saw the lemonade tour, and I'm I'm good with that right for now. Because <laughs> that right. was a last minute decision when I went. That was two hundred something dollars, but that was a last minute decision to go. Had a pretty good seat and spent the hundred and fifty dollars on that jacket that I don't I've never worn. But <laughs> it's just it's in the closet. I was looking at it, so I said, You should sell that jacket. I'm like, no, I'll keep it. Cause but I don't know when I'm gonna wear it. Yeah, just keep it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep it. Yeah, I'll keep it and then like, you know, years but oh Lord, I'll be old then. But I'm mad because I wish I would have kept my um, Resignation t-shirt. Like, I'm mad that I never kept that t-shirt. Uh, all of them. And I, I still have my Tina Turner t-shirt, though. But I did not keep my Resignation t-shirt. That's what we should have put in here, Tina Turner. We can, that could be a, a different mix of dinner. Because I was just talking about her the other day, too. Like, how Tina, Tina has, her, like, some of her songs that people don't even think about are really good. Like, Look Me in the Heart and Two People. Um, Typical Mail is one of my favorite songs. I just posted that video because I was like, I used to love that song back then. But Tina was flirty and playful and brass and bold. Like, she told you. And that's Beyonce's mentor. <laughs> so, right. Well, and Miss Tina's too because Miss Tina loved Tina Turner. So. Because if you look at Beyonce, Beyonce has that that it, you can tell you can see Tina Turner's influence on her. You can uh-huh. see that. Yeah, exactly. You can. 
think that brings it into our show. Yes. As always, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman5. You can follow the podcast also on Twitter at Pod. You can like us on Facebook at Megasheen. We're on Instagram at Pod. You can subscribe, like, and comment on the podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can go to our new site, www.megasheenpod.com to look at the articles. More is on the way. Um, let's see. What else do we have to plug? Make sure you get your tickets to FanCon. Yeah. Keep on telling you there's still more to be announced. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say. Use the offer code SheenTheCon to save 10% on your tickets. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. Do you have anything else that's coming up? Oh, I have WonderCon. So WonderCon is this weekend. Um, if you're there, come by and see me. I have a, a panel. We'll be talking about diverse. Well, we'll be talking about inclusion within the, uh, in the queer community when it comes to comics. Um, we'll be doing that Friday night at six. Um, so come see us there. And then also, um, eleven o'clock Saturday morning, we'll be talking about creating comics. And I will be on that panel with um, some good people, including Cena Gray. Cena Grace. Ugh, I can't talk today. So, you know, come by and see us or say hi. Also, I'll be at the prison booth. So if you see me, holler at me. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, oh, one I more thing. We... Keep it, oh. Check out our Instagram because you will see a lot of pictures from WonderCon up there. So. Make sure yes. y'all looking at our Instagram. And thank y'all for joining. We got some new people joining us, so thank y'all. And I think that's about it. Let's get up on out of here. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.